this is Connie Bizalski and welcome to the Live Your Heart Out podcast. This episode originally aired on my YouTube channel. The video version might have some entertaining visuals. So if you want to check that out, go to liveyourheartout.co slash YouTube. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the episode. Hey friends, what's up? This is Connie from Live Your Heart Out. And in this video, I want to share with you my story of how I found my calling in life. Because I believe it's one of the most important things we can do is to go out and commit to really figuring out what our calling is, what we're here to do, what we're here to serve. Um, I don't believe in just having a mediocre life and that's not, I'm not, that's no judgment. I'm just saying it's not for me. I believe that we're here for a purpose. We all carry that purpose within us and it's our job to figure out what that is, to uncover it, to shed all the layers that keep us from knowing who we truly are and finding out why we're here on this planet Earth, granted this life, which is beautiful, you know? <laughs> Essentially, it's a story about me not knowing at all what I wanted to do with my life to then becoming a scuba dive instructor and eventually becoming an online entrepreneur with a mission <laughs> and being all over social media, making videos and yeah. So this is how the story goes. I grew up in Germany in this town where I'm right now. Uh, it's a small town just north of Munich and um, I went to school here until I was 15 and at that stage of my life, I had no idea who I was. Uh, I was deep in the closet. Um, I was super insecure, had no real self-confidence, even though I might have looked different on the outside. I, f I, I think I was a very tough sort of teenager on the outside because I was really, I, I was protecting a lot of stuff that um, I was feeling ashamed of or that I was afraid I'd get hurt. I really always wanted to get out of this small town. It was driving me crazy. <laughs> and um, I really felt like I couldn't grow here and I didn't feel inspired. And I pushed my parents really hard to let me go on a school exchange year, high school year in the United States to live with a host family and spend a year going to high school there. Um, I eventually got them to the point where they said, yes, we organized it and I was off. Now, this is a very important part of my story because um, this is how my nomadic life started. This is how this desire to be in different places and um, kind of uh, keep searching for that place that would make me happy. Um, this is where it started. Um, I had a great year. Um, and uh, after that year, I came back to Germany. I went back to school here. And they let me skip a year. So then I was in, I think, maybe 10th grade or 11th grade. And uh, I just, there was, I didn't understand what they were talking about there at school and chemistry and Latin and physics and all of that. And so um, I wasn't going to make it <laughs> here. Um, and I wasn't really that motivated either to be back, you know. I never felt really good at the school I was at and um, felt very, very shy and just not very... Uh, I don't know, I never felt like I was, I was in the right place. It's, this is not where I belonged. And anyway, my parents ended up sending me to a school, like a boarding school in England, in Brighton. And um, I was there for two years. I got my A-levels there. Um, during those two years, um, well, Brighton is known for its very um, 
high vibing sort of nightlife. And yes, I did that a lot and a lot of other things. But I eventually graduated. And uh, this is now, I'm, I'm 17 now, almost 18. And I, I have no clue what I want to do with my life. I applied to go to university um, a couple of years in a row in England and I think also in the United States, but I couldn't actually commit, even though I was accepted, I couldn't commit to starting university yet. And so I took about two years in which I went down to Spain to study Spanish um, and I, I did an internship in this media company, photo company in a small little village um, not far from here. Um, I, did, I was just doing some random jobs and making money and trying to figure out for two years what I wanted to do with my life. I uh, still didn't really have a clue, but I was always quite fascinated with cameras, tech equipment in general, computers. When I was like nine years old, I went to the computer club here in town with my best friend. I was always super into computers and technology. And also, I remember just being fascinated by cameras. And I, down in the basement here, I still have a huge box of thousands and millions of photos that I took ever since I had my first camera when I was maybe 10 years old or something. Um, but, and I kind of had the urge, I wanted to go to like a photography school or a film school. I always was also into filming and making videos. I had a little camcorder. But uh, I didn't feel motivated enough to actually apply to these schools. I, I think in the end, it came down to me not believing in myself. I didn't think I was good enough. Mm, <laughs> the classic. And so I never actually applied to those schools. I went the easy route um, and did something kind of similar, but not really. I went and ended up studying communication and media in Austria, in Salzburg, because I wanted to go there because I wanted to be close to the mountains back uh, at that time, I was really into snowboarding, and so that was kind of cool. So I went to university, and uh, during the day, I'd go to classes, and then later in the afternoon, I'd go um, snowboarding. Or so that was great. But uh, but I've you know basically at that point when I started uni, I was 19. I'd already lived abroad for several years. I already you know I had started traveling and backpacking, and went to Thailand for the first time backpacking, and so. That was always a big sort of uh, motivation for me to always also do random jobs and make money and to spend all my money and time going, uh, saving for traveling and, and going on all sorts of trips um, I, whenever I had time and there was vacation from uni. And eventually after my bachelor's, I ended up going to the United States and I did a, uh, a year there in Ohio. <laughs> and that was great. I had a wonderful time. Uh, lots of fun, uh, traveled around the States a lot. And then after that, I came back, I went to Vienna and um, started my master's degree there. And I did not, I didn't enjoy living in Vienna very much for some reason. I just couldn't, I just couldn't really find friends and I don't know. And then, so I went back to, after a year, I went back to Salzburg, finished up my degree there um, in 2009. <laughs> Um, and in the meantime, I was working random jobs, but also I was working at the university. I was like a teaching assistant and I was doing all sorts of stuff and always making money to go traveling. And so I'd been all over the place um, up until that point. I was traveling Central America for several months. I was everywhere. And so um, in 2009, I then, my grandpa, he died um, a year or so before that, before I graduated. And I inherited about 10,000 euros. 
And I used that money not to buy stuff, I used it to go traveling. So I bought a one-way ticket to India right after I graduated, and with a friend, we took off with a, a huge guidebook to India, but uh, we didn't really know what we were going to do, and just kind of freestyled it, and yeah, wow, I mean, that was such a crucial point in, for my, the rest of my life, that one-way ticket to India, because there I also met my first girlfriend, and then I... Um, yeah, after about two months, we left. I went to Southeast Asia and eventually became a scuba dive instructor on the Gili Islands, not very far from Bali. And so this was the first time that I went to Bali. It was 2009. So my relationship with Bali goes way back. And um, so I love being a scuba dive instructor. I was like, I found it. That's it. I'm going to be a scuba dive instructor for the rest of my life. Yeah, so that was great. But uh, I had met my first girlfriend in India, and, uh, but we didn't actually start dating until I went to visit her in Australia um, while I was working in Indonesia. And then eventually I ended up moving to Australia, to Sydney. And then we also moved up to Cairns. So I was working as a scuba dive instructor up there on the, on the big boats. And everything was great. And then eventually um, we ended up going to Germany because she wanted to learn German. I felt like maybe it was a good idea to just spend a year um, back home after uh, several years abroad and traveling. And so that's what we did. We moved to Berlin for a year because she got a visa. She was Australian for a year. And um, I was like, man, now I need to get like a proper job. And I didn't really know what that meant. <laughs> uh, at that point, I was, this must have been 2010. So I was probably like 27, 26. And I ended up applying to all sorts of companies, PR agencies and whatnot. Uh, I didn't really know what I was applying for. I had studied communication and, you know, I had a, I did have a focus on journalism and my bachelor's and I've always enjoyed writing, I always loved writing. Apart from, you know, all the tech stuff and the cameras, I always loved writing. But, and I thought I was going to maybe become a journalist actually um, when I was doing my bachelor's. I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, but bear with me. And so I um, eventually, though, had to realize that my professors, they didn't like the stuff I was writing. And so I didn't get the grades for me to get validated that I would be good at writing and maybe become a journalist or whatever. And so I kind of buried that dream. I was like, I'm not good enough. Um, my writing sucks, so better move on to something else. And in my master's, I was focusing on international communication and internet, like development and that sort of stuff. And so I was applying to all these jobs in Berlin and eventually ended up in this PR agency for startups. And um, it was a small little company and uh, it, was a, it was a great environment to learn uh, a few things, but I just didn't feel challenged. And I knew immediately after about two weeks, I was like, man, a nine to five. Oh my goodness. How am I ever going to survive this for the rest of my life if, I, if that's what I had to do? And I mean, I always kind of knew my safety net was going back out and becoming a scuba dive instructor. But at the same time, I was really frustrated because I was like, I signed up for a one year contract. I don't know how I'm going to do this because I hate this so much sitting on the same chair in the same office every day, taking public transport every day um, and just like working on someone else's dream. And I just really couldn't fathom doing that for a whole year, let alone an entire life. And I really thought something was wrong with me because I was like, how is everybody else doing this? No one is complaining and everybody's doing a nine to five and I'm here for two or four weeks and I'm already hating it. And 
Yeah, so that was a, that was a breaking point. And um, I was uh, at that company, um, you know, I kept on working there, but I started looking for different ways to, yeah, I guess, realize my dream of being free. Because I, saw, I knew that I wanted to... I wanted to be free. I wanted to be able to travel the world and live anywhere. And um, I knew that me and my girlfriend at the time, we wanted to go back to Australia eventually so she could um, go back to uni. And I knew I didn't want to work at, in some random cafe in Sydney um, again. And um, there's no diving in Sydney. So I was like, what am I going to do? What, what is something that I can do from anywhere? And eventually it just clicked. It was like, well, I'd have to work on the internet. And so I, I don't know what happened, but the, the four-hour work week landed in my lap by Tim Ferriss, that book, um, the Bible, I guess, for a lot of digital nomads out there and online entrepreneurs. And I started reading it and I just loved the concept, but I was quite skeptical and I ended up researching a lot. And I came across all these, you know, blogs and there weren't that many yet, um, but some guys in, um, in English, there was nothing in German yet. Um, they were talking about being a digital nomad, working from anywhere, being location dependent. And I was like, yeah, cool. I want that. But how do I do it? So I was, I was quite skeptical, but I sort of, I was really drawn to it. And this was also when I got into reading blogs and just kind of understanding the concept of what a blog is and how awesome it is to just be able to write whatever and publish it and to reach people with your message. And so it really fascinated me. I, yeah, just started reading more and I started listening to podcasts and eventually I just got hooked and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to quit my job, um, even though I signed a one-year contract, but I need to get out of here. And uh, in the meantime, while I still have a couple of months to go, I will start learning as much as I can about blogging, online marketing business, and I'm going to go and become a digital nomad and I'm going to start my own online business. So I did start my very first blog, A Life of Blue, in November or October of 2011. And it was all about living an unconventional life and kind of documenting my, my journey, my steps into location dependence and starting my own online business. And it's about minimalism and traveling. And so and I was, it was my baby. I loved that blog. And um, I was just so motivated every day I'd, I'd come home from work and um, I'd really I'd annoy my girlfriend because I'd just sit down on my laptop and start, you know, working on my blog and writing blog posts. And I just do that like all the time. I would spend all my time building that blog and figuring out ways for me to make money once I quit that job, which I did in January of 2012. And so then I started freelancing. So I told everybody uh, I would do social media stuff like Facebook and management of, you know, whatever pages I would do. I would do online PR, I would do translations, um, I would build some simple WordPress websites. And at the time, I didn't have a whole lot of skills. I mean, I really didn't have a whole lot of skills, but uh, I was kind of faking it until I made it. It all kind of started out pretty well. I was just telling everybody, this is what I do now. And um, yeah, I got clients pretty quickly. But I also realized pretty quickly, a few months into that, that being a freelancer, no, that's not me either. So I just, yeah, always, I always had this urge for more freedom and to be able to work whenever I wanted to. I, did, I didn't like deadlines. I didn't like other people telling me what to do and how to do it. But, you know, for, to get started was great because I was making money right off the bat. I was able to work from anywhere. And um, in the meantime, I was um, building up a life of blue. 
Eventually, I actually started a travel blog in German called Planet Backpack. This was in April of 2012. And um, this came about because a friend of mine who was just about to go on his first trip as a digital nomad, he said, Connie, there's no information really on um, backpacking and world travel and stuff in German that's really good. And I think you should start a travel blog because there's so much potential. He was like all over the online marketing, like he knew his stuff. And um, Connie, you should do it. You have so much experience traveling and living in different places. And I was like, nah, really not interested in becoming a travel blogger. And then um, I did think about it, though, for a little bit. And he told me straight away, this is how you can make money with it. And I was like, huh. So at first, I wanted to start a website reviewing all sorts of products for travelers and backpacks and all that stuff. And eventually, though, I came up with the idea for Planet Backpack. And so I started that, and I put my heart and soul into it. Um, I, yeah, I, that was definitely a big calling. So first there was being a scuba dive instructor. Then I started um, blogging. And um, being a travel blogger for me was like, yeah, that's it. I'm going to be a travel blogger for the rest of my life. Again, like I'm, I just get really excited about, you know, when I'm passionate about something, then I get obsessed about it, and I cannot imagine not doing that for the rest of my life which you know it's great but I also realized eventually that um, yeah it's about living out not just one calling but maybe several callings you know maybe for some people it's just one for the rest of their lives and for me eventually I realized nope I think it's okay to do something for a while and then kind of transitioning into something else which is what happened over the last couple of years. So anyway, Planet Backpack grew into a very big travel blog um, very quickly because I put my heart and soul and all my energy and time into it. Um, my girlfriend and I, we broke up, so I had a lot of time to do that and to um, heal my heart that was very broken. And so Planet Backpack definitely came out of that as well because I had a really broken heart and I just dove into this big passion of um, blogging. And so, yeah, and I kind of um, started traveling as a digital nomad properly at the beginning of 2012. Before that, I would say I was a, an analog <laughs> nomad, a gypsy, and now I was a location-dependent entrepreneur. I started making money with my blog. And eventually I also met um, a, um, a guy, also another travel blogger, German, and we started a business together um, and started teaching other people how to become professional bloggers because... We didn't understand why we were making money with it, but not many other bloggers in Germany. And so we started teaching offline workshops, in-person workshops and retreats. And then eventually we put all of our knowledge and experience into an online course and started selling that. Um, roughly at the same time, must have been maybe 2014 or so, I also created an ebook course that teaches people how to live and work location dependent, how to basically quit your nine to five and become a digital nomad. Um, and so I started selling that and it was all going great. And, you know, I was making a lot of money and the blog, I was, you know, speaking at conferences and um, I kind of had, had created a name for myself here in Germany. But eventually I also realized, man, just being a digital nomad and a travel blogger, it's a little bit boring. And I started to get more and more and more over the years into yoga and meditation. And then I became vegan in 2015. Yes, beginning of 2015. And so I was more and more embracing 
all of that. And I was like, huh, it's not being reflected on my blog. It's just about backpacking and, uh, and, and traveling the world. And I got a bit bored with that. And so I rebranded my blog. I relaunched it. And now I wasn't just the digital nomad. I called myself the digital Zen nomad. And I wanted to share with people, not just my travels, but also my travels more inwards um, as, you know, and also like a, share my experience living a holistic lifestyle and being a yogi and all of that. Now, there's a few things that I did and started with other people or that I started on my own that I'm not going to go into, but I started like a media agency and whatnot. So that's all cool. But um, let's move on because I ended up also doing my yoga teacher training. And this is also, again, a very crucial point on my journey because I, during that time, realized, okay, cool. So here's me doing my yoga teacher training for a whole month. I don't need to worry about my business. Um, I'm just making money without actually having to work. I was literally doing the four-hour work week, basically. I didn't have time to, to do much more than that while I was doing that course to become a yoga teacher. And I didn't want to become a yoga teacher. I didn't do that training to actually then teach. I just wanted to learn. I love learning. Um, I was obsessed with yoga, so I just wanted to learn everything there is about yoga. <laughs> and Afterwards, though, I was like, hey, I'm just going to rock the four-hour work week. I've been hustling my heart out for years, and uh, I'm just going to do whatever, whatever Tim Ferriss um, you know, suggested to do. So for a few months, I was just kind of living the dream, and it was great. I barely worked. The blog was still making lots of money. It was growing. Everything was, was perfect. I was living in paradise in Bali at the time. And uh, However, I had to go through another breakup. And I ended up really spiraling downwards with a lot of, um, a lot of things in life. And uh, even though business was great, life on the outside was great, I realized I'm not great. And I'm not um, sharing that on social media or through my blog. And I felt like I was an imposter. I was pretending to be someone I wasn't. And that felt really shit. So I decided, and I can go into a lot of detail about that, but... What's really important is that at that point, I decided that I was going to open up. I was going to talk about the shadows and the, the downsides and the dark times of being a digital nomad, living everywhere and living the four hour work week. And in that process, I realized I need to start making videos because videos is like the most authentic channel or medium to get to connect with other people. I, then I, I started making more YouTube videos. I did a 30-day YouTube challenge and I started to talk about more and more vulnerable stuff. I, I think, yeah, I remember um, doing a video about my coming out story that was massive for me personally. That was like one of the like most vulnerable vi uh, videos up until that point. But at the same time, the feedback was so beautiful and I was like, wow, so when I open up, people really connect to me. And that was, a, that was a game changer for me. So I made more and more videos like that. I'm sharing more of my stories and my inner journey and my challenges and you know, my struggles and all of, the, all of the stuff that not many people talk about. And while I was doing that, I also noticed more and more that I was disconnecting more and more from Planet Backpack, from my travel blog and from that community that I had built over the years there. And I then decided about a year ago that I needed a new name and I wanted to switch to English. So that's what I did in January of 2017. I switched from German to English on my YouTube channel. Instagram had always been in English and I kind of scaled down um, 
the, the energy and the time that I spent on Planet Backpack um, and started building a new sort of website and platform called Live Your Heart Up. Just one day it just kind of came to me. I'd been looking for a name for it for a while, um, but it, it, yeah, just until that one day, maybe it was in Shavasana or something at yoga, but it just came out with like, live your heart out, Connie, that's it. So I, you know, got the domain, started building the website and um, just kind of got more in touch with that message of live your heart out, but didn't really know exactly yet where this is going to take me. And I started a 30 day challenge and 30 days of vulnerability where I made a video every day about something that I felt vulnerable about and that was amazing again crucial very special point in my life were those 30 days in um, January of 2017 and eventually um, I realized okay so what I need to do is because this is what I felt called to do and you know when the calling calls you out to service it's because this urge to do something comes from deep within i believe anyway and so i felt called to make more videos like that um, it was you know a lot of times when we have these insights or epiphanies or we we're like i gotta do this but you can't actually rationally explain why you need to do something yeah that's usually like some sort of connection to up there some sort of download this is your calling coming through you and this is how it was with you know making um personal videos and talking about um my you know vulnerable stuff and um sharing myself so openly and really evolving out loud sharing my personal growth so openly and this was something that i didn't do that because i wanted the attention or because i needed confirmation or whatever it was literally because this is what i felt called to do i also started getting back into photography i got myself you know a proper camera again a year or two ago this is roughly around the same time and really embraced um, going out and shooting photographs again and so um, that's I published those on Instagram, so I incorporated my joy for taking photos um, that I had as a teenager and as a young kid, now as an adult, which is really awesome because I run a business um, that allows me to do many different things that I used to be really passionate about back in the days, like writing, making videos, photography, you know, all of these things. And yeah, today, live your heart out, that's, that's it, <laughs> that's my message. Um, it's all about living passionately and really um, striving to live a life that sets your soul and your heart on fire. And it's about so many more things, but what I want to express through making this video is that I had to take a few detours. If you had told me, you know, even just two years ago, or five years ago, <laughs> or 10 years ago, that this is what I would be doing, that I would be running a platform called Live Your Heart Out, sharing my personal growth, talking a lot about a healthy lifestyle, inspiring other people, um, making YouTube videos all the time. Now I started a podcast. I'm about to launch um, a clothing line, um, a t-shirt collection, which I'm wearing actually the Live Your Heart Out t-shirt right now. I don't know if you can see it. Live your heart out. Um, so that's happening soon. I've got so many things in the pipeline that I had no idea um, were on my radar, on my horizon. And um, I had to go through all these different steps and I had to, all these different touch points, right, um, of being a scuba instructor and all these travels and me going off to live um, in the States when I was 15. I had to experience all of that to end up where I am today.
Now, what is my calling actually now? Maybe you're wondering, you're like, what, blogging, making videos? Nah, <laughs> you gotta see the big picture, right? So for me, and this is what I've come up with um, throughout the last months or the last year or so, and I've kind of got that confirmation in so many different ways. <laughs> my calling is to teach, my calling is to inspire, and my calling is to lead. And it's something that comes very naturally for me to share my experiences, to share my knowledge, to inspire other people, to really use their potential to live an amazing life. Um, my calling is to share my stories of challenges and struggles, my, my stories of learnings and personal growth, and also business, you know, I love, I love sharing stuff about business and, and how to be a successful entrepreneur and uh, run an online business. But it's, it's sharing everything that I learn in a way that it raises my own consciousness. And at the same time, by sharing it, and by teaching it, I then help to raise the collective consciousness. And it's, it's that ripple effect, right? So um, I teach or maybe I share one story and it touches someone and that someone does something with that knowledge or with that video they watched or the podcast or the Instagram post and it inspires them to think differently or maybe it inspires them to do something new or maybe do something different and then by him or her doing that or feeling that way that then has an effect on the people that he or she hangs out with and then he touches or she touches these people and then these people have effects or impact other people with you know so it's just it keeps going and going and going it's this ripple effect it's i want to help people shine their light and really use their potential to live a very fulfilling life that they can go out and contribute to the collective and it's as though when we shine our own light then we help other people shine their light. And in the end, I believe that that's what my calling comes down to. <laughs> I'm sharing myself all over the place. And in that way, I'm shining my light. And because I do that, I help other people shine their light. And um, yeah, I guess I also want to be this bridge, right? Between spirituality on this one side and raising consciousness and personal development and all of that. And sometimes that might be very abstract. And then being a bridge to the practicalities of real life and, um, and real life in itself, <laughs> which doesn't just always happen up here in these spheres and in, in meditation, which it obviously does. Like meditation for me is super, super important um, as a practical way to practice spirituality. But in and of itself, I want to take it, bring it back down to earth. Um, a lot of these spiritual concepts and raising consciousness uh, topics and kind of translate them for everybody else. And finding my calling, you know, when you look at it, it's really been a long process ever since I was a young teenager. And I've, you know, taken different paths. There are a lot of decisions to be made on this journey. And yet it's been an amazing ride and I'm really grateful for all these different pieces that are part of my journey to find my calling. And I also know that eventually I'll probably, you know, transform 
this calling into something else and then that will transform into something else. I mean, who knows what's going to happen, but just I want to keep that openness to whatever is guiding me and whatever wants to come through me, that I'll just follow that and that I'm not scared to take new paths and to evolve my calling or maybe eventually do something completely different. I mean, I have so many ideas of stuff that I'd like to do in my lifetime, you know. Um, I, I could probably live 10 lifetimes. <laughs> um, but for now, this is what I'm doing and I really feel like I'm in my power and in my most authentic and truest energies doing exactly what I'm doing right now, um, which is live your heart out in all its different facets and on all these different um, channels and of ways that I'm sharing myself. And um, yeah, soon I'll be putting all of this, all my experience, all my knowledge that I've collected over the years um, into some form of resource, some form of program or online workshop uh, or course um, because there's so much that I've learned. And I really wanna help people out there that are struggling to really figure out why they're here, what they're calling is, how they can contribute um, to other people's lives. Um, and I wanna help them. And that's why I've been <laughs> working on putting all of this stuff that is mostly still in my head, but put it on paper, on digital paper. Um, and I'll be working really hard in the next few weeks um, to put it into a format that um, is easily digestible and that will help you to yeah, get started with your own journey. Or if you feel lost or you feel like you're at a crossroads or something to help you with that as well. But um, the idea is to really yeah, get more people to, to find and live their calling. And because I know that so many of them, so many of you guys are struggling with exactly that. And you don't feel like you're actually doing what you're meant to be doing. You don't feel like you're expressing your true self every day in what you do. And yeah, I don't think, I ain't got time for not doing that. I think none of us have time in our lifetime to just live a mediocre life. Um, doing mediocre things that don't actually um, embody what and who we are. So that's what's in the pipeline, basically. And you know, in the end, my process, my journey was mostly inspired by a lot of books that I read, a lot of podcasts I listened to, um, a lot of other people that really inspired me super hard. But I also really had to ask myself a lot of questions and some of them weren't very easy. But in the end, I just had to go out and experiment and just try out a lot of stuff and to just trust that which, whichever path I take, whatever thing that I would pursue would take me to the next thing and the next thing. And eventually all these puzzle pieces come together and here I am now. You know, I don't want to be a travel blogger anymore, but being a travel blogger was a really important part of my journey and my development. So you never know what's around the corner and you never know what's on the other side, and you never know what something's good for. And this is it. Um, thank you so much for watching. If you have any questions, put them in the comments. Also, let me know maybe what sort of struggles or challenges you're facing on your path to finding your calling. And maybe you've already found it and you wanna share. That'd be awesome too. And other than that, um, oh, sign up for my newsletter on my website. It's not really a newsletter, it's a, it's my weekly sort of private email for my inner circle. It's from a friend to a friend. 
and it's very special and dear to me. So go and sign up, it's free on liveyourheartout.co. I'll put it um, below in the description box. But yeah, that's a very uh, special space. It's very sacred. So sign up and I'll see you in the next video. Thank you so much. Bye.